3: Get, Get the bag off
4: the
5: TV. TV. I'm not watching that. Two she-theys stand before <laughs> me.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
5: Two folks stand before me. Not but folks. But I only have one photo in my hands. And that photo represents the person who will continue on in the hopes of becoming America's next top model. The person I do not name must immediately return to your house, pack your bags, and get the fuck out of here because you're (sighs) dead to me. Today, we are talking about the groundbreaking reality television competition, America's Next Top Model, and we have Travell Anderson here to talk about it with us. Because this is Like a Virgin, the show where we give yesterday's pop culture, today's takes. I'm Rose Damu. And I'm Fran Torado.
4: And I have been preparing for this episode for months. Yes. Literally As,
5: the, as the person who uses someone else's Hulu account and gave that <laughs> login to Fran and sees what Fran is watching on Hulu, I can confirm that Fran has been watching nothing but Top Model for months.
4: <laughs> it is so addictive and really interesting to watch in 2022 we'll get into yeah Um, interesting
5: is a good word for it
4: yeah 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 and i think that honestly a lot of the conversations people are having on social media about like this show and like canceling tyra whatnot i think that kind of lack nuance and are a little boring but we'll get into that
5: we today we're going to talk about the uncancelable tyra banks
4: yes that's right
5: I finally watched the new Scream movie last night, Five Cream. Five Cream. <laughs> Have you seen it yet?
4: Yeah, I did okay. see
5: it. I did when Dewey died. I, I mean, I didn't cry, but I felt a little emotional. What about the Dewey death made you cry? I don't know. It just was, it was more like um, Courtney Cox's reaction to it and like her extension work of like, Whipping her head around and her hair being everywhere and like, you know, not a tear falling from her eyes. But um it was, I thought it was generally a, a pretty good Scream movie. I don't think it was quite as smart as the last Scream movie. It was a standout. It was a really good um, revamping of, of the formula with Emma Roberts. And I really hope that since there is a six one being made, that they do bring back Kirby as played by Hayden Panettiere. <gasps> I would die. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and th- this movie does confirm that she's alive and survived the last movie. So... Uh, she, they need to bring her back. She needs to actually be a lesbian this time. I want her to have the same haircut. Last night I watched A Bugs Life, which stars Hayden Penetier as Dot, the like tiny princess bug. We I, the world is ready for a for a Penetier essence. Absolutely. Did you ever watch Nashville? No, but I I, heard it was good. I watched the first couple seasons, and, like... Not the first couple seasons! I thought you were going to say the first
4: couple episodes. No, I watched (laughs)
5: the first couple... I watched the first, like, three seasons, and... Oh, my God. It was gripping, and Hayden was great in it, and Connie Britton is a legend. Her Instagram bio is still, hey, y'all. That's it. Hey, (laughs)
4: y'all! Okay, wait, back to Scream. The franchise thrives on meta humor, and that's, like, always what it's been about, but... I feel like they tried to make the magic happen too many times with this movie because like the meta humor I think was so absurd. In the fourth movie, like, what they are trying to get away with in terms of meta jokes has, like, accrued and accrued and accrued movie by movie. And now by this movie, it's like, I wish you had started fresh and found other jokes to make. Because I actually didn't feel like there were a lot of jokes, or at least ones that I remember, outside of the fact that, like, oh, we're in a scary movie and it's funny that we're talking about scary movies. Ha <laughs> ha You know what I mean?
5: Yeah. Yeah. I, I get that. It just
4: became repetitive to me in a, in a way that I had never felt watching other Scream movies.
5: Mm-hmm. But if you want to hear more about Scream movies, you can go back and listen to our episode on Scream and Slasher Flicks, The Final Doll, which is one of yes. our better episode titles. Are we excited about this restored gay kiss in the hot Buzz Lightyear movie? Only if it looks like the the fan art that I sent you of Buzz pulling Woody's string.
0: <laughs>
5: Let me tell you, first of all, I mean,
4: I'm sure everyone has already discussed this on the internet, but Buzz is so hot in this trailer. And we know that he's not going to be the gay one, which sucks. But like, apparently, the gay kiss scene was restored into the movie, as which means it was Previously edited or censored out, which Disney has a history of doing, and you um, know it's probably like a peck that yes, happens in the corner peck.
5: of the frame.
4: Yeah, it's gonna be as lame as honestly Robert Pattinson
5: kissing Zoe Kravitz in the Batman movie, if not worse. Unless Buzz Lightyear shows hole, I'm not interested. <laughs>
4: yeah, and what sucks if about he even this- has a
5: hole to show because like he's a toy. Yeah, and I wanted to bring it up as like an extension of like
4: last week's convo about like the whole like don't say gay bell thing. It actually is like so shitty that they get to have like a press release or headline about this new gay moment that was already like censored out, like in reaction to like all this outrage over the don't say gay bell. It's like everything yeah, that's wrong. I think with it's this pretty
5: transparent though, because everything I've seen about it immediately then says. This comes after Disney staffers revolted following their yeah. CEO's fuck up of supporting the Don't Say Gay Bill. So I don't know, it's like pretty transparent and probably we'll still see the movie. <laughs> yes, I'm
4: definitely gonna see it. I think that honestly the virgins have to know that like you and I we have this like like recurring bit on our show where like some thing is announced about a new gay character in a Marvel movie or, like, a new gay something in a Disney whatever. And we're always like, ugh, like, it's so annoying. And, like, the reason this is, like, so frustrating is because corporations get to, like, do extremely, like, homophobic and transphobic things and then, like, spin it around and, like, profit off of it by way of, like, quote-unquote representation matters kind of bullshit, you know? But it's, like... I don't know. We just overemphasize the importance of representation and we say, oh, representation matters. And, like, if you go and see our representation, it's, like, activism and, like, you feel empowered. But it's, like, empowered to do... It's Activism is activism. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And that's the other thing is, like, empowered to do what? Like, empowered to fight entities like Disney? Like, that is, like, literally... The movie is proselytizing something that is in direct diametric opposition to the very values that the actual institution stands for. And the only reason that they're going back on their ways is because they're realizing that they're losing profit. Like that is so shitty. You can
5: never look to a corporation like Disney for meaningful political action. Um, No. And... I I get it. I want children to also grow up in a world where they see themselves reflected in the media they consume, but it exists other places. They'll find it other places. And like Disney is just always going to be too scared about alienating their conservative consumers than about pandering to what they see as a very small minority of, of the marketplace. Until someone hires
4: me to do a gay prince story, I refuse to believe in anything Disney does.
5: Yeah, and I'll just keep writing fan fiction. Uh, Speaking of, I did like that line and scream where you were like are you saying I'm in fan fucking fiction
4: <laughs> it was that was actually really good I'm um, speaking
5: yeah. of fan fiction um <laughs> Fran implored me to watch the new Apple TV series we crashed this weekend <laughs> oh which God. like is fan fiction about the lives of Adam Newman and his wife who were the founders of we work it's not good <laughs>
4: It's not good, right? It's, it's not boring. good.
5: And, like, why is it called We Crashed? It should be, like, We Flopped.
4: <laughs> we Flopped!
5: <laughs> but it's, it's based on a podcast, which, like, similarly to The Dropout, it's, like, this TV show about a scam. It's based on a podcast that, like, investigates the lives of the people who perpetrated the scam and tries to figure out why they did it. But there's just nothing not even just, like, redeemable about the two characters. It's just, they're just not interesting. And Jared Leto, we need to stop letting him into makeup trailers. And, you know, I I watched the documentary about the whole WeWork thing, and I went back and looked at photos of Adam Newman after watching the show this weekend, and, like, The stuff that Jared Leto's doing is not even making him look like the person he's playing. It's just drag. It's so dumb.
4: Yeah, it's frustrating. There's nothing compelling about their romance to me. Like... I I don't understand. I also agree. I don't understand why Anna's is taking this role. Like, I'm really proud of her for, you know, disappearing into the character by bringing her voice to a slightly lower register so that she sounds like Portia de Rossi. <laughs> but it's like, the soundtrack also, like, or rather the, the, the score, really positions the two of them as this, like, tragic hero story. Like, you're really kind of they're they're just rich
5: assholes
4: yeah and you're but they're trying to make you feel like a lot more empathy for like their romance but there's nothing compelling about it and like i think like it would have been so much more successful if anne hathaway was a huge asshole instead of like a subtle kind of vegan asshole. well the show is like
5: very sympathetic towards her I do I do like how Rebecca who Anne Hathaway is playing is the cousin of Gwyneth Paltrow and I love yeah. every time they mention Gwyneth or like at her wedding people keep asking if Gwyneth is going to come and she gets yeah. increasingly furious about it I thought that was And, like, Anne Hathaway must know Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh,
4: But Gwyneth is very... I mean, she loves, like, self-referential humor. Also, she has no idea
5: the show exists, so she probably doesn't even know this woman is her cousin.
4: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think that just Anne, like, thrives when she gets to play an asshole. Like, when I think of Ocean's 8 or... The The witches. witches, (laughs) The witches. Or um, even Catwoman. Like, she actually is really good at being a bitch. And I kind of wish that I had seen it here. But one thing's for sure... Jared Leto, he went on down to the Doree Kemsley School of Dialect Coaching, and he brought us a brand new accent, and let me tell you, I actually enjoy it. It's horrible, but I I, I do like the accent. Um. Okay, did you listen to the new Charlie XCX this weekend? I did, yeah. I think it's what, really what good.
5: Think? I think it needs to be twice as long as it is. It yeah. is. It is an EP. It is not an album, um, but it's really good. I. I guess I hadn't spent a lot of time with the stuff that she's already released. The mm-hmm. Rena song is good. Baby's good. I really like constant repeat. Yuck is great. Love yeah, yuck. It's a really solid little album, um, little. and I just it. It's just insane that it's thirty three minutes long. <laughs> But I guess, like, yeah. it's it's all killer, no filler. And, like, Charlie just, like, didn't make the filler tracks, which, you know, I guess is is what it is. I just would like a little more. I think I would, too. I felt like... I mean, Yuck is also my favorite song, even though
4: it's like pretty much a Doja Cat song. I mean, she does her kind of signature vocal distortion thing on these tracks, but not the kind of like Sophie esque hyper pop yeah, that I'm, we're I'm, used I'm to. I'm glad she's moved
5: on from hyper pop and, and didn't get stuck in it. Because her last couple releases while while I do think Charlie is always on the cutting edge of what's next in pop music, like it was starting to feel like she was staying at that party a little too long. Yeah. And I'm happy that she has, has looked forward. Exactly. And
4: like, I don't know. I, I really like, I didn't really listen to new shapes. And then I went back and I was like, oh yeah, like Carolyn's like verse on this, like eats. And like, I love the first song. Charlie,
5: Caroline, Chris, my friend, my friend Ryan was like, that's a tramp stamp right there. (laughs) Some gay is going to get that. It'll be interesting to see what, Is next for her what her touring this album looks like. I did find myself thinking, like, do any straight people listen to Charlie? No, because she feels like, and I don't mean this in a mean way, like, Charlie feels like an inside joke, like, she feels like a meme that is only for gay people, it feels like music only gay people can hear. And I know, it literally is that. I'm sure there are some straight people who listen to Charlie, but like, but
4: but this does feel like, especially since it's ending her contract with her record label, it feels like a sellout album. And when I say sellout, I don't mean that in a negative way. I actually don't mind when artists sell out sometimes. In fact, I think sometimes their music gets better. But this album really feels like it's here for bangers and for TikTok sounds. And well, I for... also think
5: she played with that in the promotion. She like mm-hmm. tweeted a lot of things that were like doing this for my label, that kind of stuff. Like, I think she is playing into the idea of herself as, like, a major label pop star, and, like, that's part of the persona she's putting on for this album cycle. Right. And that's, um, I think, maybe why the first video was a funeral, because she's, like, killing part of her career.
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that. Honestly, if if she continues to sell out I will see her Vegas residency.
5: I I really wonder what the rest of her career is going to look like and like in f- you know 20 years who is the artist that Charlie XCX is going to be.
4: I think that this could be the album where it's no longer like you know a gay dog whistle.
5: Or she could really, you know, stay a niche artist and just like keep making really like forward-thinking pop music. I guess we should wrap up with talking about Drag Race. Um, This week was the lip-sync SmackDown extravaganza. I mean, despite being furious that no one was eliminated last week, I did think this was a fun episode. Amazing! I liked all the queens having the chance to lip-sync. And it, it just further confirmed for me that Willow Pill will win this season. I will say, I don't think she necessarily, like outright won that lip sync over Bosco. Ugh. I think there's an argument to be made either way. Like, they were both doing kind of similar things, I think, energetically. But she's playing the game very smart. She really is. I mean, it's
4: she's been hiding her talent from the beginning.
5: And, and by I pick, it, picking Bosco because she knew that Bosco would pick the song she wanted to lip sync. She's Genius. playing 4D chess. That is... So good, and I will
4: disagree with you slightly. I think Willow Pill's lip sync is one of my favorite performances I have seen on Drag Race. Period.
5: It's good. I... It was good, but it's it was the kind of lip sync that like it was good. But if I was watching it in a bar, I would probably like use the chance to like walk over and get a drink.
4: Okay, so I have a, I'm having the inverse reaction because. The reason I loved it so much is because it wasn't Drag Race lip-syncing. It was not, I am a lip-sync assassin. It was not like, I am lip-syncing for my life right now. It was, I am at a bar performing for people that I love and I'm serving you face. And the only way you're going to enjoy this performance is if you look me dead in the eyes. And I feel like because she had so much performance in her eyes and she did very minimal but very effective things with her body that were surprising and, like, unexpected. Yeah, I was just, like... I was, like, that is such a sweet spot for me. And I felt like I was at the Rosemont or something watching, like, one of my girls perform it so straight but, like, with total precision. And I feel like the
5: thing that... Precision is a very good word to use.
4: Yeah. And I think the other thing is, like, when it comes to, like, Drag Race lip syncs in general... Nine times out of ten, especially Jasmine Kennedy, you are not selling oh God, in the Jasmine face. Kennedy. Jasmine Kennedy. Jasmine so chaotic. I'm so happy she's
5: gone. <laughs> I can't stand her.
4: I really felt for her super hard, but like she, I've just never really enjoyed any of her lip syncs. I don't think she has it's, it's enough so, it's control so over bad. her body. It's, it's so, so chaotic.
5: Yeah, I think she'll be better in like five years maybe, but. Yeah, I not, agree. It's not right.
4: But the Jasmine Kennedy problem is a problem that a lot of these girls have is like they have the kicks and the flips and the splits and the stunts and whatever, but if you're not selling it, in the eyes, your performance is like empty. And I and I think that a lot of these girls lose it in the eyes, which is like, which sucks because they're probably, it's a really nerve wracking place to perform. Like it's really hard to stay focused. But like Willow went into the zone and it's so hard to really sell it in the eyes. And I think that that is like what she accomplished. And it's one of my favorite performances I've ever seen on Drag Race. I
5: do think she used the medium the best like she knew mm-hmm. that she was on television and that if she did a very precise captivating performance it would it would read really well not only in the room but on camera I just think she's very smart and she will win
2: Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin.
3: at purdueglobal.edu.
1: Time is a luxury for us, especially if you're a mom. That's why we need a skincare routine that's easy, fast, and gives us results. Plus, what if your products had thousands of five-star reviews? Were natural and affordable? Well, say hello to Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Not sure where to start? I highly recommend the Work System. It's everything you need in one powerful package. Take out the guesswork with a proven routine that includes a gentle yet effective cleanser, a super skin toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. See what everyone is raving about. From serum sets to the always sold out retinol alternative TBT cream, you'll find your perfect skincare match. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their product reviews are literally five stars. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com for 20% off with code GET DIME. That's Dime Be- code get dime for 20% off
2: But yes. today
5: we are here to discuss none other than America's Next Top Model the legendary uh, the, the reality competition show I think like that
6: yes that started it all in yes. a way She was that girl America's Next Top Model was that girl I mean she was a year after American Idol which you know fine but ANTM that girl and sh- it created this like it created this
4: wave of competition shows like it like project running mm-hmm. was a year after drag mm-hmm. race was a few years after like mm-hmm. so many shows used antm as the
6: template y'all for... don't give tyra banks her credit yes. enough <laughs> well, well we give her, we give her a here. lot of other things <laughs> yeah. yes y'all too but that's why i'm here i was because tyra banks deserves okay She is all of these kids, it's parents, you know, that are all these ugly shows that are on TV right now. Actually. All of them. She is mother. She is
5: mother. (laughs) Yes, that she is. (laughs) Let's give some context. So I watched Top Model as it was airing. Fran, you had never seen it until I kind of bullied you into using (laughs) my... Hulu login because you were using the Hulu that had ads. You know? Um, and I said, I can't deal with this anymore. <laughs> that is actually You're one of those. Literally. Well, I use my friend's Hulu account and he pays to not have ads. So I like to share the wealth of course but what? like I would never have a Hulu account with ads and also, and also Rose would never give me her Hulu
4: account out of the kindness of her heart it was we no, were was together like, watching we were, something we were at, <laughs> at Fran's apartment I was like
5: I can't deal with the ads, girl here just, just log, log me in, log in. Me in. I and
4: now I've and moved. it has
5: kind of messed up my algorithm a little bit because has. like yeah, yeah. because I will go to watch something and like it's like you already watched this week's Abbott's Element Abbott Elementary <laughs> and like well no Fran watched it <laughs> should I be logging in as mommy which is the other profile no that's ryan's actual mom ryan's <laughs>
4: mom i thought it was your mom oh no my God. it's
5: ryan's account that's what i'm telling you okay okay um, <laughs> well so- i'm sorry ryan i'm using your <laughs> yes. account so fran had never seen top model mm-hmm. has only recently delved in what ha- have you been watching
6: i've since I've the beginning been watching since the beginning season one adrian curry okay adrian curry Comorale who was married Simmons who was, was married judge. to
5: um she, she, one of the yes, Brady Bunch. Guys. She was. I forgot about one that. One of the original. I actually was thinking about this recently because. Um, do you listen to Who Weekly or do you know the mm-hmm. podcast yeah, who yeah, Weekly? Yeah. So they were one of their call-in shows. Someone asked about her wow. and if she was still married Ooh. to the Brady Bunch guy. She's not. She lives on a farm. Of course, with, she does with the guy who does the voice for like every movie trailer. Like oh, he's oh, like the movie. He's the guy who's guy. like in a world where wow. you know he like does. So she's married to him. And what an the, upgrade! And the Brady Bunch guy makes furniture. He makes pat. Oh, he makes the patio furniture that was used in the Meghan Markle Oprah interview. What? Wow! Yeah,
4: that is so specific. Yeah, if you Very. want more details
5: on this, <laughs> please go listen to Who
6: Weekly. But anyway, Adrian Curry. Yes, first season. I was there from the beginning. I've seen it. I've seen. 22 out of the 24 cycles there were a couple years where I had oh to dip my out. God. Um that is a lot of viewing. It is. And then I rewatched it all during the pandemic. Uh, so. rewatched mm-hmm. all 22 seasons or yeah. did you stop at a certain point? I started from the beginning oh and went to the end. And went to the end. <sighs> I've I I have
5: to admit, okay, even though I watched from the beginning, I've only seen probably the first Eight seasons, and then yeah. I did watch the reboot seasons with Rita Ora. Of course, you did. No, you, didn't. Rita you did. Rita, alert! I mean, I did as well. <laughs> yeah. But I... but I I missed I missed the like from eight on. So I missed all the ones with Andre Leon Talley. Mm. I missed the ones. ones where they brought in. Male model.
6: Yes, yeah, um, less iconic, but he yeah. gave us now Demarco. So <laughs> yeah, shout out that's to all that. We care mm-hmm. about.
4: Um, I just for the virgins, repping the virgins out here. I had maybe seen one or two episodes, like as a kid. I my mom and sister used to watch it, but it, like preparing for this episode, I've watched the first. Six seasons, okay. and seasons and then two Andre Leon Talley seasons and then Jade season as well. Okay. Oh, that's a great that's a great overview. Yeah, actually. I really wanted to watch Isis's season in time, but then I was like, I actually don't want to watch her endure a bunch of transphobic yeah. stuff. I recently
6: revisited it for a book I'm writing, and it's
4: mm. Mm. well. I mean, I think season one is a great place to start, or also just to talk
5: broadly about. Very wacky things that come from the yeah. Early well, maybe years. <laughs> maybe the early season, early seasons. Early <laughs> seasons, like, seasons I yeah. don't I don't remember a lot of season one. Season two is my favorite season. Why is that? Oh, iguana. I mean, you, 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 I, I, you, I, you, iguana, iguana, <laughs> iguana. You know
6: they kept calling her iguana the whole time. So <laughs> um, oh, yeah.
5: Shandy, who famously cheated yes. on her boyfriend, you had yes.
6: sex? Oh my god! You had Shandy. sex? <laughs> Poor Shandy.
5: Her little bitch ass boyfriend on the phone. That was an amazing season. And then you want wanna in the helmet. In the helmet
6: and oh, cutting her own hair. that photo is so
5: good. Oh, my God. <laughs> one of my favorite things
4: about the early seasons, which still actually happens in, throughout, um, is that the, the like Christian and or conservative girls that are always cast <laughs> oh my on God. this. Every every cycle has like like one or two or three of these Christian girls, and they immediately
6: become the villains of yes. the show. Do you which... remember Robin? Um, Robin uh, was the black one, I think. It's cycle one, I think. Cycle one. The black one, she was like super religious, super. And she was also the plus size. And she was the plus size. And I say plus size and plus plus size because she was a size 10. (laughs) Not even. She was probably an eight (laughs) or a six. But like, she was like, I remember her being there was, wasn't there like drama in a challenge where like they had to pose nude or in like lingerie and she didn't want to do it because of her Christian values, but then behind the scenes she had like
4: jiggled her breast at Mr. J.
6: Or whatever, they yeah, came yeah, yeah, For oh her, my
4: god. I remember Jay Manuel being like, "Listen here, like Listen. you, this is <laughs> yeah. you are contradicting yourself." And but I also love that, like the 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 one who there was a girl who almost won that season who had the whole time was complaining about how she thought the show was trivial and she thought modeling was stupid yes. or whatever. Yes. But she was ostracized immediately, immediately for being an atheist. Yeah. <laughs> which I thought yes. was so badass. Oh my god! But like they literally, a Robin did like a prayer circle. Yes. For this girl and sure like did. Uh, on television. Sure did. And then after, I think um I feel like the the whole tea with like Robin was that she wouldn't pose nude. And mm-hmm. that was like part of her elimination. And I remember Janice Dickinson being like well, if you don't want to pose nude, you can go work at a factory or a bakery or something. <laughs> Janice- well, that's Dickinson.
5: another thing with the first couple seasons Ooh. is that Janice Dickinson was one of the judges. Oh, she was. And she was, I mean, th- just the amount of times that she said the word tranny. It, w- you, like yes. the, the fir- Oh, I mean, that yes. was one of their favorite words early yes. on. Oh Tra- yes. Like, it, tranny, she-male. Yes. Like, and, yes. And, and Janice
4: was also saying egregiously anti-black things. But, like, oh, the, definitely. E- egregiously fat The entire things. time. Like, she's literally, an, like, a, a neo-Nazi, like, on, <laughs> the, on the, the entire time. season. She's all right. She was at the <laughs> Capitol on <laughs> January 6th. <laughs> oh, my God. I literally, though. I mean, I just, like, I was so... There was nothing redeemable about Janice her. Janice Dickinson, as a Caitlyn Jenner's tethered. it was tethered. it was entertaining
6: though at the time. Yeah. It was super. Oh, it was entertaining so entertaining at the time. Absolutely. I was like, wow, this woman is wild. But like, I can't look away.
4: I yeah. was. I felt. I kind of. I was bummed that I didn't watch it live because there's so many components of it that I would have found really entertaining. Oh, it was if great I'd to be like a little queer kid, yes. like
5: um, getting access yes. to this like glamorous fashion
6: yes. world, being like.
5: Yes, hunty. Yes. yes. Yeah.
6: like ANTM, I always say introduced me to my first two possibility models, mm. Miss J Alexander and Andre Leon mm. It was through this show. This show is iconic, okay? people don't talk about it enough.
5: I know we we're talking <laughs> it <I> mean, also <laughs> is the root for like half of the memes on the internet. Uh, yeah. Actually, literally so many moments. Ho, but make it fashion. Ho, but make it fashion. You know? There's also, um, I think it's a And lo- then the like the like woke versions of that, like feminism, but make it <laughs> yes. intersectional. It's like, okay,
1: girl.
4: There's a in season 14, there uh, there's a contestant named Alaysia, and there's a moment where she gets saved, and you don't think mm-hmm. she was gonna get saved, and she's like kind of crying oh, and, yes. and rooting yes. her fists like this. And I as yes. in real time, I was like, that. Is a meme. I, like it had Literally, no like things that you that, had no idea where it the, comes the, girl oh,
5: the girl fainting. The girl, yeah, Rebecca So
4: okay, you'll have course. to be more specific because many women. No, the, fainted no, the girl the who like who fainted the during who judging. Fainted. Yeah, full right. Off. This would have been the her eyes company. roll back. She yeah. had like a rare like you know. It's so funny. Who a they lot make of exceptions for because with her, she was dismissed and she came back and they were like, "Oh, you're you're good. Don't worry about it. You have to worry about this challenge." But then some girls have literal medical emergency is like Danielle They're like disqualified, disqualified. Oh and like God. the doctor is like yes. do not leave the hospital it's against medical advice to leave the hospital and she leaves to she go leaves. do the photo shoot she's just she like
6: listen she's gonna and be she won and she won that season and Did Tyra oh, and
5: Tyra yes. always reads them she's like when I was a model <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
6: there's always one of those I slept in a room with 12 other <laughs> girls okay and they would steal my stuff and they didn't like me because I was black and da-da-da-da-da. she she loves that okay
5: she loves as, that. as a Tyra her story. Mm-hmm. Can you like set the scene for us of mm-hmm.
6: where Tyra was in her career when mm-hmm. Top Model started? So Tyra had already become a major star, like a major celebrity. Mm-hmm. She had already converted that kind of model energy, particularly through you know, Victoria's Secret mm-hmm. stuff. Cause you la- right. allowed her to show her personality and all of that. And Victoria's Secret um, was the culture. It, at it the time. was the culture at was the time. Was this
5: post Coyote Ugly?
6: This oh my god! I forgot that she was. I'm gonna look it up. I completely, Please look it up because it. It, Coyote Ugly's 2000 when did top model start? Top model started in 2003 if I'm not mistaken. Wow! Oh my god! Wow! A post Coyote Ugly, which Mm. iconic. I mean Uh, yes. I mean she's my favorite thing. My favorite Thanksgiving movie.
5: (laughs) Uh, Okay. I I don't know why, but I consider it a Thanksgiving movie. I see that. Yeah.
6: I see that. It's. Gives November energy. Yeah, totally. You know? Okay, so Tyra's already an anointed celeb. She's already an anointed celeb. And then she also has this just, like, personality that folks have loved and seen in interviews or whatnot, right? Mm -hmm. And that is what, you know, helped her... Get this show. Again, this was at, like, that beginning era of, like, good reality TV, right? The Simple Life, American oh, Idol, like I God. mentioned. We should do a Simple Life episode. Oh, I've my, never oh seen. Oh, God. Really? I've never seen. Girl. Oh. Okay. You haven't seen a lot over there, Fran. Yeah.
4: It's the conceit of the
6: show. <laughs> yeah. That's why we do the
4: podcast. <laughs> this I is will... Like a Virgin, the show where we you give know... yesterday's pop culture and <laughs> <in> today's takes. <laughs> you know, um, J. Manuel famously, ta- like, the story he tells is that Tyra called him because at the time he was her makeup Mm -hmm. artist. Tyra calls him at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> like,
5: manic. I feel and, like, like a lot of people <laughs> get 2 a.m. calls from, you know, Tyra, from Tyra. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: Manic and, like, talking. And, like, he thought something was wrong. Like, there was an emergency and, like, he was something... And there was knows? an emergency. Yeah. <laughs> and Tyra literally, like, rattled off the entire concept for the show. And she was like, I had this idea for the show. And, like, you can do the makeup mm-hmm. and, like, blah, blah, blah. And she, like, spewed out the whole kind of show. And, like, we forget that she created the yeah. show. Like, it's it's not like a... Nowadays, we have a lot of celebrities that are executive producers on things, which really only means that you collect a lot of coin Mm -hmm. for, like, you know, a kind of, um, you know, it's like a vanity title. But, like, Tyra was so...
6: I feel heavily involved.
4: She yeah, made she production. made the pitch
5: deck.
6: She made the she made the pitch deck. She was super involved. And you can also tell, like, even now, as a lot of folks have been like revisiting the series, right? And calling her <laughs> out for some of the foolishness, Miss J has done interviews, had had a whole Instagram series of interviews, spilling the real tea of like oh. how these stuff came together. And really? he's, he was saying the same thing. He was like Tyra Banks was like super involved, but he was like, I also was super involved. Yeah. He's like, we created these ideas out of our head, but he was like, they're also a reflection of that the industry mm. at that time was doing racist shit. Do you right? remember <laughs> any like specific tea that was like that, like stuck out to you, either from that series or otherwise from the Jays? You know, I think what it was is a lot of it was just drama around. You know, different judges' personalities, different off-camera issues. I don't know if y'all remember the season with, was it Naima? I think it was her season. Mm. They were in somewhere in Africa. um, Mm -hmm. And they had this challenge where they had these male models. Who were like around them? Yeah, I remember. And this. like you know, she was felt made to feel uncomfortable or whatever. Uh,
4: I think it was Kenya. actually. Was it Kenya? I- it, I was it was Kenya.
6: Kenya. The girl that they dressed up as an elephant <sighs> because she had gained weight. Right. She also became the plus size one. Yeah, sure, yeah. The yeah they were, were like, just, "You're plus size now, like, girl." Like, she what? got a low stomach. She ain't in the plus size. That <laughs> Anyway, but, but yeah. they were talking. He was talking about um, how they were like trying to handle it mm. and the response. Because again, he started doing this in the pandemic when people had all these questions. Were like, how could y'all do that in a post me too world? They're like, mm-hmm. oh my god, you all recorded that and you didn't say nothing. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, listen, you know, sometimes there are. I mean, I didn't like his answer. That's my disclaimer. Okay, but he was just like, listen. Things happen that you all don't see, mm-hmm. um, and when it comes down to it, we've got to get the shot.
5: Yeah. Yes, you I know? mean, he that just... That is the um, energy of all of Antonio. <laughs> I have some quotes. Okay. Um, you know, Miss J noted, Tyra also had bosses. Um, but J. Manuel said... Um, People are throwing her under the bus, but I think at the same time, I can't defend her. I can't get in her head about what she meant about a lot of controversial things that happened. I'm just going to stipulate this. Everyone keeps asking who allowed that. um, And the Jays stood by and this and that. Uh, let's be real. Miss Tyra has, as she has always said in the press, it was her show. Period. She was the host.
6: Period. Anything
5: that happened wow. on the show was sanctioned by or was creative that Tyra put forward. Period. That is so tea. It's
4: I with something like that. It's I mean there are a lot of I mean there are a lot of things handled in the show that are just abhorrent and egregious and like, like the whether...
5: multiple challenges where they had the the models. <laughs> be different races. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Almost yes. once a cycle, like someone is oh meant God. to. Yeah. They I were remember, like, it's the blackface challenge.
4: Literally that. In literally the second Andre Leon Talley season, they do a whole... It was like ghosties. They do a whole um, photo shoot around crumping... And they oh, make my all God. the girls That, crump. I, that yes. was iconic, actually. Yes. And then Twiggy's all like, the "Well, clown. I've never heard of crumping before, but <laughs> I don't know if this is a crump, but it, it looks delightful. Like it's like so, so
6: stupid." Listen, they were taking the
4: culture, and, and you like know that was Tyra's clothes. idea. Of
6: course, it was. <laughs> she from South Central. Of course, it was. <laughs>
0: yeah.
4: Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I, I think that when I look back on it now. Especially with something like that moment where, like, Kenya was kind of being grabbed Mm -hmm. in a way that was, like, so not okay. Like, it was – some of these issues are handled very badly, but not in the worst way, you know? Some of – like, some of the judges tried to stick up for her. Yeah. But they ultimately were like, but you just got to deal with it. Yeah. Which is, like, not how we would treat it today. But I think that's a lot – there's a lot of back and forth around, like, how we hold things accountable, especially when they're from, like, 20 years ago. Yeah, and
6: and that was – unfortunately the culture of the time, right? Like, all of the models of the heyday have these stories about, like, sexual harassment or assault that they've had to deal with Mm -hmm. just as a matter of being in the industry. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense that someone like a Tyra Banks or whoever else is, like, behind the scenes on this show with the women are like, girl, just suck it up, like, sis. Like, you about to get this contract at the end. (laughs) Like... (sighs) You know, it was all on camera, so it went bad, bad. You know how motherfuckers, like, used to talk, right? Yeah. I remember there was a,
4: I think in season two, there was this girl who, I mean, so many of the girls had eating disorders, which is, like, another, it's just another kind of, like, class of women that, like, are so set up to fail, like, for a show like this. But, like, there's this girl who was, like, I think she actually ended up winning. The second cycle, Joanna
5: Yo- She, had a, yeah, she yeah. had a. really intense oh, during her
4: go sees, like which everyone's so mean, at, the, at these go sees. Oh my but god! But one, so like, one of the people was like, one of the people was like, Yoanna, like you really need to work on your like your body. You need to work yeah. on your tone, and she like very
5: quietly was like, but I'm a size two. <laughs> like
4: literally, like, and oh no god. one like. T- and it, t- ca- it was and like, it the camp- saddest thing I had so ever heard. And it, like,
5: t- and it like makes it worse that Janice Dickinson is calling, literally calling them fatties. Yeah, yeah. literally, literally, literally. <laughs> fatties.
6: Literally, every single one, even the smallest folks. Ugh. The body Jake
5: fascism is. never stopped
4: from her. I, I literally, there were so few redeeming. Oh my god, I just hate Janice
5: Dickinson. She made great TV,
6: though. Great, let's, fussy, <laughs> let's say that every time she was on my TV, I was watching. She had her own reality show she did uh, the, the, it was like the janice dickinson modeling agent yeah right? she did yeah or on like oxygen or we well because there were types. there a
5: lot of people have tried to replicate the formula of yeah top model there was um a bravo modeling show for like a one season um there i guess janice's show mm-hmm. what other modeling reality
6: shows have there. I mean, um, Project, the Runway Project Runway is and the very m- Oh, The Face. The which Face, you love. Na- Which, which I love. The, yes. Girl, oh, Naomi Campbell. So another person who's just great. These older models, they're just great TV. Na- they know what they're doing.
4: Naomi Campbell is... I mean, the show is not as good as America's Next to Model, but Naomi, not. as yeah. a TV personality, is On par with Tyra, point blank, period, in a completely different way. Way more erratic, way angrier, like, just nonstop, like, berate, like, uh, these women are, like, on sets, and she's screaming (laughs) at them. Well, this is the
5: woman who famously threw her phone at her assistant, so. Oh,
4: I'm sure she has thrown many more phones off the record.
6: (laughs) Probably
5: thrown a lot of things.
6: Now she's just got it in the contract that you just expected.
4: Actually, though, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, Janice. Uh, the one moment that did make me... I, I have a really hard time with Janice. I was, like, actually, like, emotionally affected watching her just be so horrible. Um, but I, one of the moments that did stick out to me was during Jade's season. Um mm. there's a contestant named Gina who was, like, kind of struggling. She was the only Asian model, like, in yes. the season. And she was being bullied by Jade. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, my God, Jade. Jade. <laughs> J- J- we have to talk about <laughs> it, yeah. Jade. But, like, Janice, who had already been ousted from the show because... Her and Tyra basically got into a fight about plus-size models, from Mm -hmm. what I understand. I think the tea is that, like, Janice just point-blank, period, didn't want plus-size models on the show. And Tyra's like, it's important to me or whatever. Among other agreements, and then she was fired from the show, she came back for occasional cameos. Mm -hmm. And she took these girls out for dinner and, like, no – like, I think probably fed by the producers knowing that they – like Jade and this girl Gina were like fighting, was like Gina like what's going on? Tell me. And Gina was like I don't want to t- I don't want to tell you what she was like very resistant. And Janice was like no, you have to fucking tell. Like, literally bullied her into telling her. And then Gina was like, okay, well, it's Jade. Like, she is, like, really mean to me and blah, blah, blah. And Janice was like, we never rat out our sisters. (laughs) (laughs) And she literally says to Gina, says to this child, she says, you're dead to me, bitch. Buzz (laughs) off. And I was like, what?
5: such a good TV.
4: (laughs) It's so funny because these... Such a good villain. A lot of these girls are, like... Like they, even if they're like twenty one, they feel like they're fifteen. Mm-hmm. Like they are mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. so young. Mm-hmm. They are also young, and for uh, and these judges treat them like they're thirty five.
6: They want to shake them up, you yeah, know. They're yeah. like, listen, you wanted this, you want to be in this business, so we're gonna treat you like trash. But you
5: know, some of the girls came in with very strong personalities, like my absolute favorite contestant of all time, Feranda. Feranda! Um, Oh my God, with the walk! (laughs) With the walk and with the tips, which I do want to... So Feranda was was a contestant from (laughs) cycle six and she came in with Feranda's tips for successful interaction, which she posted around the house. Here are just a a few of them. Feranda's tips for successful interaction, number one, I will treat you in a way that is identical to or worse than the way you treat me. Period. <laughs> Reciprocity. Number two, I am the best person to discuss me with. <laughs> Queen. Three, if you need anything other than emergency items, please do not ask me. (laughs) (laughs) That's very you, honestly.
4: Uh, These are your tips for successful interaction. Number
5: four, stay out of my personal business unless I invite you in. My God. Um, I caught it. They went to Thailand for this
4: season, and one of my favorite Feranda moments, again, making these girls do – things that are not in their um, cultural wheelhouse, they all had to do traditional Thai dance. And, like, yes. it was all about, like, mimicking very precise <laughs> movements. And all, like, there were four <laughs> girls left, I think, and all three of the girls, like, try to do this very precise <laughs> Thai dance. And Faradna gets up there, and abandons all of the Love choreo. It, it's in front of a live audience and Fronda gets the loudest applause.
6: Listen, she's like <laughs> walking yeah. to this <laughs> like traditional Thai music. Like it was it was wild, but it was super entertaining.
2: Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin.
3: at PurdueGlobal.edu.
1: Time is a luxury for us, especially if you're a mom. That's why we need a skincare routine that's easy, fast, and gives us results. Plus, what if your products had thousands of five-star reviews? Were natural and affordable? Well, say hello to Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable and it really works. Not sure where to start? I highly recommend the Work System. It's everything you need in one powerful package. Take out the guesswork with a proven routine that includes a gentle yet effective cleanser, a super skin toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. See what everyone is raving about. From serum sets to the always sold out retinol alternative TBT cream, you'll find your perfect skincare match. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally 5 stars. Love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com for 20% off with code GET DIME. That's Dime Beauty. Co. Com, code GETTIME for 20% off.
6: With the resurgence of top model in the pandemic, they've been doing these Zoom interviews with folks. Um, and so if TikToks, you're interested, yeah, I've seen some of the girls on
5: TikToks. Former TikTok contestants. contestants yeah, talking um, about the most, tra- their most like, there was one <laughs> I forget what her name was, but I, she won one of the All-Star seasons, mm. and she was talking about how they, like, Gaslit her and oh my god! No. I mean, I think there's, a, I think there's a lot of trauma around top model for everyone involved. Yeah,
6: yeah. Danny Danielle, who was yeah. the, the season they went to Thailand, she did this whole interview because folks were upset that Tyra and the judges made her close her gap, right, mm-hmm. right, and have gap like gate. that surgery. Yeah. Um, and so she did this whole Instagram live. like clearing the air and like being great super grateful for it or whatever she is that that's what she said yeah she was like I I was super grateful for it she was like could I have had a career with my big gap that big she's like maybe but like she's like life is really good for me right now Mm -hmm. and I closed my I closed my gap a little yeah, and I won the competition. Yeah. She did win, and she <laughs> was win. so incredible, so great.
4: But even after she closed her gap, they were like, "Well, your accent, honey," it and they were like dragging her accent, for her app. Yeah. Af- and it's like, but yeah. Um, oh God, I feel like um also from these early seasons. So I watched. So Tiffany, of course, we have to get oh, to Tiffany. Tiffany. Tiffany was in tryouts for season three and then made it to cycle four or whatever. Um, Which I didn't realize. Mm -hmm. But, like, watching Mm -hmm. the third and then the fourth cycles, like, in succession and knowing the legacy of Tiffany, it Uh. felt like the hero's journey. It was, like, (laughs) Joseph Campbell level, like, epic of, like, what, Uh. when was this going to happen to Tiffany and under what circumstances. Because I actually didn't know the context. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's Crazy. What Like, the reason that, that for this to be the thing that Tyra blew up about, I'm really curious as to, like, what was going on behind the scenes because what Tyra was mad about was so uh, – was such a non-issue. Yeah. Which was that she felt that Tiffany, after being fired – after being, like, you know, dismissed from the show, was not sad enough. Yeah. But they literally made her go – to, they made um, her go to anger management after cycle three because she got into a bar fight with some literal racist. Do you remember this? Yes. They were at Barney's yes. Beanery, and some yes. racist woman, like, threw a bottle at her. And yeah. because she tried to defend herself, they were like, you have to go to anger management or something like that. And so she comes back to the show, and Tyra's, like, mad at her for not expressing emotions of which she's gone to, like, quote-unquote, treatment to, like, container her emotions. It was,
6: <sighs> it was whack. But it was great TV. And I will it, say, w- it, it was incredible was, TV. It, it,
4: excellent <laughs> TV. And I also have to say, also from that season, there's a moment where Tiffany and Brandy, they were, like, two little friends. They were two mm, friends that mm-hmm. were, like, in season four. And then there's another contestant that, like, comes out as, like, bi-
5: um in in the in the in the the, during the season oh yeah the the weird one who had the 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 um bacteria the flesh-eating oh yeah bacteria oh
6: my god the flesh-eating bacteria (laughs) and she was
5: like
4: a what was going on on the show and i just remember like she basically was like one-on-one with another girl in their in the private in the privacy quote-unquote of her bedroom telling this girl, like, I think the reason I've been so crazy lately is, like, I have a secret and I'm bi. And then it pans over to <laughs> Tiffany and Brandy behind the door listening and they turn to each other and she says, like, to this girl, like, I'm bi. And Tiffany turns to um, the other girl she's like, oh my god, she's gay. And they, like, walk over, and they, they walk into the room and they're like, we love you so much. Like, we support. Like, it's this, love. win. <laughs> it was so cute. It was so cute. Oh my god.
5: My Uh, my favorite part of every season is, obviously, episode three, the makeover episode. Um, There used to be a YouTube compilation that was just every makeover on Top Model. Oh my god. And I could definitely watch that all the way through. I mean... The tears. The tears. But, like, sometimes they were justified because some of those makeovers were whack.
6: Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. But the, the majority of the tears were the girls who had long hair who felt like they would look like a boy when they cut their hair off, yes. right? That was Jade's when they, When issue. they got the
5: Mia Farrow and Rosemary's Baby special. <laughs> Which oh somebody got God. every, yes. every season. Every season. And they're like,
4: oh, this is going to make you so edgy. This is going to make you so mod." And like, the girls
5: just like sobbing. And I then it's, away it's always really it. funny when someone gets a very dramatic makeover and then gets sent home that episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just like, now you have to live with this. Now you
6: have to, you don't let them people cut your hair. Almost every season, somebody, they change somebody's hair this way, and Tyra's like, that's not what I asked for. You gotta go do it again. Or, there was a season where one of the black girls got this, like, really painful weave put in, and then Tyra was like, that's not what I wanted. Yeah. And so she had to go back, and they had to take it out and do it all over again.
4: Oh, and they're always having white people do these like
6: black women's hair, yeah. especially in the early season. Yeah. Uh, do you have any favorite contestants and
4: or like wacky moments from earlier seasons?
6: Um my favorite contestant of all time is Eva the Diva Pigford. Yes. Um that's season three. She was amazing, great television. Bree is a close second. But I I love the drama, okay? Yeah. I love the girls, you know, when somebody ate Bree's uh food. Oh my god. Oh my god. And yeah. she was so upset about it. I was like, yes, that's what I like. Okay. The there was another there was another black girl who was queer. Um, I forget which season, maybe season three. Um, who just like had an attitude the entire time? She was bald headed, mm. dark skin. I was like, yes, girl, just be a bitch. Why not? She was
4: the first lesbian on the show. Yes, and I remember yes. when this bi girl came through. She was like, I'm. I just want to be the first lesbian on America's Next month. I was like, she. W- there was a lesbian on cycle one. Yeah, <laughs> like, literally. like, literally, at the, be- at the beginning.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do Absolutely. you have any favorite challenges?
6: Oh, favorite challenges? I know what mine is. My favorite challenge is season three with the jewelry beauty shot with the hands um, oh, and the tarantula. The, the tarantula. The tarantula. the tarantula. That's my favorite shoot <gasps> of all. Because the, the drama that Eva gave us that episode. Because obviously you got a spider crawling on your fucking face. Like I get it, girl. Um, but that was just so wonderful. The photos for all of the girls were gorgeous. I was like, this, this is, this is modeling, Fran. This is modeling. It really. <laughs> my, um, my
5: favorite photo shoot was the Seven Deadly Sins <laughs> shoot in Cycle Four, episode. where they oh were God. in the coffin, and yes. they made the girl whose best friend, best friend had just, just died, died. <laughs> get, get into it, the coffin. It, but and put she it ate. the ground. she won she the was challenge. so good she, she did. did win the she challenge, did. but that is oh, I feel like that that photo like recirculates like every you know every like <laughs> nine months on Twitter. um it's so good, but they also that was another one with where Kenya where they made her be gluttony, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with her the girlfriend so with, so with all the food and she was eating a burger it was so bad oh. and I think and I think um someone said she looked like a drag queen, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they were. That was like that was the their number, favorite. Their favorite Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. giving drag queen.
4: But sometimes it was a compliment, and other times it wasn't. No, yeah. it was
5: always like you look like a man. It was. It was. Well, it was they
4: said that about. That. Yeah, well, they was, kept calling that. Jade a drag queen, but they would often say it in like a like as a positive thing. But that the show really morphs. And is inconsistent in how it, like, compliments people. Because some women are rewarded for being skinny and some women are punished for being skinny and some women are – you know, it's, it's like, crazy.
6: It didn't make any sense. (laughs) But it was great television.
4: Um, I keep saying. (laughs) Okay. There is – season 14 has, obviously, the challenge where they have to – they go to New Zealand and post in front of the Hobbiton – Door, like I didn't Bilbo's even know that this door. happened, but I am so jealous. <laughs> they go to the Shire, girl. But that's the same season where these girls walk down a runway where there's a, a huge swinging pem- pendulum in oh, front yes. of them that it's like as if they're in the fucking Temple of Doom. Yeah, like, you have
6: to time it perfectly so yeah. you don't get knocked over. Yeah. And
4: none of the girls could do it. <laughs> like, none of the girls had, like, rhythm. Oh, my God. Um. Yeah, also just any challenge where the girls
5: have to read. Off of a card. Oh. <laughs> or act.
4: Or act. Like, a, or like
5: Jade's CoverGirl commercial. <laughs> 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 if you have never seen the Jade doing her CoverGirl <laughs> commercial, please, please go watch it. It is so iconic, as is, like, almost everything so Jade
6: good. did yes. the whole season. So good. That
5: was this, one of the acting challenges, it's
4: my favorite Tyra Male in existence, is, um... There's like a girl in the confessional and she goes, Um, so we got a Tyra Mail today that said, prepare to die. (laughs) (laughs) And like that was it. But they were going to an acting challenge where they had to pretend to die or something with a really famous actor. I can't remember his
6: name. Um,
5: He can't have he can't have been famous. No, he was so he was so famous.
6: Tyra Mail. Actor. It was always like a black act like it was Morris bl- Kojo or like a Tay Diggs or like It was Tay it was, was Tay Diggs. Diggs. It was Tay Diggs or Shamar Moore. It was always that type of black mm-hmm. actor that she would bring to be their, you know, scene mate for those types of challenges.
4: Yeah. I'm always I'm very interested in like who Tyra's friends are because like mm-hmm. and like who who she inducts into the show because to put someone like Miss J in this show in 2003 is radical, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I, and I don't even like. I don't even say that with any facetiousness, and it's like, I think because no one had have people hadn't really heard of Miss J outside of the industry, yeah, before, n- you know yeah, I mean? outside of the industry, and here like Miss J is like w- like in his own clothes, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like, and I thought that that was like. So amazing because she knew that he was the
6: best at what he did, and he was—he really was, still is. Some would say, still you know? is. Like I love Miss J. You know, I could talk about that one long time.
4: Yeah, talk talk to us about Miss J. Miss J, J, J is J just meant to
6: amazing. You, you know, because uh, again, it was through top model that I saw this like black man who was like super effeminate, and I was like, oh, there's something there that's like resonating with me and my experience. Um, and so, and the fact that Miss J was just like themselves like it was one of one you could tell no one else had that personality they were like fully in themselves Mm -hmm. and like knew their power Mm -hmm. and they they knew that when they walked in the room you were paying attention exactly right and like that's what i try to embody today right Mm -hmm. um and so like miss j was everything and to see them having already been like super successful in the industry as some as a model themselves and then as somebody who was teaching Naomi, teaching Tyra, teaching Camorley uh, Simmons um, and all of the girls of the time transitioned that into this personality, media personality moment that he currently has. Mm-hmm. Amazing. It's so well deserved. Deserved mm-hmm. beyond for sure. Did Miss J stay till the very end? Um, no, Miss J, um, ha- I don't want to say the had a falling out but they weren't asked back you know when they were doing the the revamping Mm. um this is around the Rita Ora's um time but like shortly before it um when they were just like trying to cycle in new talent to they were doing stupid stuff Mm. like this was the British invasion this was the petite cycle this Mm. was (laughs) the there (laughs) was a petite cycle it was it was they, like everybody was sh- short. Everyone oh, was okay.
4: Everyone was Kristen Chenoweth's size. <laughs> Got it. <laughs>
6: like it was a thing. Um, like this was before they started doing guys um, on the show, mm. um, which those seasons were interesting. There were three of them, I believe. Um, <laughs> three too many. Three too many. Um, and two guys: one Naz Marco and Keith, whatever his name is. Um, he's now got his you know penis print all over the internet. Um, what penis print for what? Um, you know he's just like one of those thirst trappers on Instagram, like the game. Sure. Oh, um, oh, know.
4: I thought you meant that he got his like penis like
5: molded and sold. Like,
6: Maybe he did. Some I do <laughs> You know, listen, you got to diversify your income these days.
5: Well, let's get the corporate card out and buy one.
4: <laughs> <laughs> listen. <sighs> Um, I also had no idea that Raja did all the makeup Yeah, the Raja was uh, yes! the makeup
5: artist for the first yeah. many seasons. It was, yeah, it was a long time. And she was f- featured, like, very often. Mm-hmm,
6: mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I
5: think Rue saw,
4: didn't Rue or someone from Rue's camp see her on ANTM and was like, you need to be on Drag Race?
6: I think Oh really? I well there was how... an
4: episode where she did drag as yeah. Tyra.
6: As yes. Tyra. Oh. oh my god, yes. yes. <laughs> I forgot about that. And she did look like Tyra. <laughs> she did. Well they were best friends, right, at a point. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why Raja did Tyra for Drag Race for Snatch Game.
4: Oh.
6: And I... one, I believe.
5: I forgot about that. Wow. Well, speaking of Tyra, did you watch
6: the Tyra Banks show? The talk show, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I saw like the Beyonce interview that she did, which is you know iconic moment in 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 television history. Um, so yeah, I was watching it, but I wasn't like it wasn't like appointment television. <laughs> it was for me. <laughs> I
5: there was a semester in college. Where I made my schedule around the need oh to be God. home and watch Tyra every day. I can't. I can't. <laughs> it was an my after that. school special. It was. My roommate and I would watch it every afternoon. <gasps> I was obsessed. What did you love about it? Just that she was like so cuckoo and like wacky yes. and like... Kind of bad at being a talk show <laughs> host, but like that's what made her so good at yes, it. Yes, yes. And like I loved the like w- the like weird nothing episodes even more than the ones where she had really good guests. Mm-hmm. Like one of my favorite episodes is the one where she has the woman on who married the Eiffel Tower. Um, <gasps> oh my God. Truly iconic. I <laughs> also her interview with Naomi. Mm, yeah. Where she's like, She's like, "Why'd you hate me so much?" My name was like, "I don't even think of you." Period. You know? Oh my god! Iconic.
6: I, there were great moments on that TV show. Remember the one where she? I think she like had like, was it a cat scan or something on the show to prove that her breasts were real? Or oh something? my god! Really? Or there was another one where she was like, you know, "Kiss my fat ass," yeah. you know, or
5: when she. Um, was a homeless person for uh, a day. When she was, when she a, was a, home, a fat, person, when she was a fat person for, for a day, which
6: inspired the challenge that first introduced us to ISIS on America's Next Top Model.
4: What?
6: Yes, that is the reason why. Because ISIS's initial introduction is in the background. On the previous season that she was on, because right. they did a homeless fashion shoot <gasps> and they had real people experiencing homelessness, oh my god, which ISIS was at the time. Oh my in the god, background. I didn't realize. And that. they kept saying, "Who's that girl in the background?" Because she's she's <laughs> serving. <laughs> serving ISIS, she's serving. Oh and god. then it became this whole big deal because she was trans, and they were like, "Ooh, it was a lot, wow." wow. And
5: then of course, um, get the fag off the TV.
6: I'm watch. not
0: watching. Yes. <laughs>
4: Um, Something that Tyra does so well that flourished in ANTM and then, you know, transcended in her talk show was her innate ability to... Uncover what people's greatest fears are. <laughs> and oh, my like, God. And then <laughs> like, use them against them. Yes. You can tell that Tyra... Weaponized l- them. ...either loved Fear Factor or invented Fear Factor. Listen, like, shout you know, out
6: to the producers. They were working They were back working then. between,
4: like, tarantulas and, like, suspending these girls at, like, great heights over, like, invisible catwalks yes. and, like, all this different oh stuff. God. But there's... The only episode of Tyra that I remember seeing as a kid was an episode where she talks about... Greatest fears, and she has all these like kind of everyday people come on and say, "Oh, my greatest fear is so and so." She says, "Like, let's say my greatest fear is cats," and she'd bring out like ten. Yeah. Cats. Like like, okay. Yeah. 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 Yes. But there was this one girl who her greatest fear was like pennies and loose change, and so Tyra put like a Rolex watch at the bottom of like a tub of pennies, and she's like, "If you want the watch." You have to get it. And this girl had like this long acrylic manicure and she's like just shuffling away at the (laughs) pennies with like her nail.
2: Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin.
3: at
1: purdueglobal.edu. Time is a luxury for us, especially if you're a mom. That's why we need a skincare routine that's easy, fast, and gives us results. From serum sets to the always sold out retinol alternative TBT cream, you'll find your perfect skincare match. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their product reviews are literally 5 stars. Love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com for 20% off with code GETDIME. That's DimeBeautyCO.com, code GETDIME for 20% off. <laughs>
4: Tyra, it's so funny, like her getting cast in life size as this like you uh, know. Which I've never seen. Oh, what? We have never. to watch.
6: Iconic.
4: Oh my god, it's so the original
6: and the sequel.
4: Literally, I haven't seen the sequel. Actually.
5: Oh my god. But like Isn't the sequel a Christmas movie? Yes. I thought it was like yes. I think that the, the, the it's movie
6: idiots. it's like so it's it's a
4: Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's a Thanksgiving movie. Like casting her as like a deranged and naive plastic doll, like typecast. Sure. Like literally she is like <laughs> and I, I'm not even like she's literally like the Barbie of our generation. You know what I mean? Like she she encompasses she yes. is a, she's she yes. is every woman in yes. America's Next Top Mom. And
5: now she's um what is she she judges she's Dancing with the stars. Dancing with she the hosts stars. <laughs> she's the host. The yeah, 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 yeah.
6: Apparently, she's not very good. Have you guys watched it? No, no. But like, of course, she's not good. <laughs> like, because she also did um, America's Got Talent as well, and she wasn't good at that either. Yeah, like though, that's not her thing. Where, because like she's, it's she's got she's got a lot of personality. That she one.
5: does. Yeah, okay. I'm still waiting for Model Land. Uh, oh my God! <laughs>
6: Wait, tell us about Model
5: Modeling, isn't it a theme
6: park? It was supposed to be a theme park, <laughs> right? And Because it was based off of a book, like a novel yeah, she that wrote she wrote. Written? Yeah. Um, Wait, she wrote it allegedly. <laughs> I mean, <the>, allegedly. <laughs> her name's on the cover. Um, but yeah, it, she has this whole world. She also has now a. Isn't it like a, a an app, like a game? Oh my God! Is it like Kim Kardashian Hollywood? Yeah, it's like one of those, and it was like a huge deal.
5: Huh. <laughs> huh. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah,
6: I'm sure. You know, I'm sure she's got lots of irons in the fire. Yeah, oh yeah. Listen. What she's do you got- think
5: her net worth is?
6: It's, it's it's a lot because she's also I'm, got I'm an ice it cream it store. She has an ice cream store? Called Smize Cream. <laughs> not not <laughs> in, Smize Cream. In Santa Monica, if oh I'm not my mistaken. God! not mistaken. Your kid dating I, I, I I'm fr- fairly sure this was a story
5: that I covered on What a Day. But I <laughs> know it, Tyra uh, Banks' net worth is estimated to be $90 million. It should be more. I think that's high. I think that's a little high. You I know. don't She's a
6: mogul. She is a mogul. Bankable Productions. Are you kidding? I me? feel like she also has a, an expensive lifestyle. Yeah. I'm sure she does. Oh, you yeah. know, but yeah. still, and her, she's got that kid now. She's probably reporting net losses. Smize that. cream. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I, she got. She got. She's always working. Can you smize? I mean, can anyone really smize <laughs> other than Tyra? I don't think, I
4: mean, I feel like I'm actually learning about modeling and how to move my body by watching the show. Like, there's so many things where I'm like, oh, I actually Do you, like, know. pose
5: while you're watching? Well, it's like, you need all your yes. limbs out, you know?
4: Like, even when you look, it feels uncomfortable. It doesn't mean it looks uncomfortable. Right. You like want that. the eye to
6: go do do yeah, You don't want yeah, it to yeah. be straight lines, you know? I
4: also felt like Tyra was kind of... I feel like Tyra was the only judge that, despite giving also a deranged and unfair feedback... Gave the most constructive feedback and was often right about like modeling things. The most pragmatic. Where like Janice was was just like you're
5: fat and ugly, and And Nigel Barker was like. I want to fuck you, yeah, oh Nigel's honestly, a Honestly, I would, I would suck the lint <laughs> from between yeah. his toes.
6: Yeah. Listen, okay, Nigel could get it absolutely. Oh, He's still, still so, today, still yesterday,
4: fine.
5: today, tomorrow, still fine.
4: No, that's I, I do not endorse Janice and Nigel. R- do both have virtually no constructive <laughs> criticism? <laughs> virtually no authority on literally anything, and <laughs> yeah, offer yeah, their opinions yeah. on every. And I, I, to me, like Nigel is as charmless as like honestly, like Jeffrey Bo. Chapman in Drag Race Canada, like he was
5: just so wow.
3: High. I thought he
5: was so horrible.
3: Wow.
4: On top of being kind of a predator, would
5: Drag Race wow. even exist without Top Model? I don't think it would. No, no, it wouldn't. literally, literally, not Yeah, literally yeah. I mean, wouldn't. what is the legacy of Top Model?
6: Top Top Model is the mother of so much of what you see on TV, right? Like this was part of an era, and it was the one of the biggest shows on TV at a time, right? Which is a lot to say when you're competing with the American Idols, which was also huge, right? In those first six or so years. Mm-hmm. Um, And so now I think the love is blinds of the world can look and take something from, mm-hmm. took something from a top model, your Project Runways, your Next in Fashions, your, like all of these mm-hmm. like reality competition shows Particularly the ones that have people like living together as well in that Mm -hmm. aspect, you're making the bands, all of that goes back to Tyra Banks.
5: That is one thing I've always wished was part of Drag Race, was them living together. Yeah. And I do kind of wish I would love to see, well, I would love to see more drag content that's not Drag Race. Drag Race. Yeah. Um, That is, yeah, that is not a competition. Like it would be so
6: fun to have. Like a drag queen, real world. Yeah, that show's gonna be on TV for a long time. They're gonna have to figure out a way to reinvent it. Yeah. So maybe that's the next iteration. Yeah, is like the queen. You get to see the queens living. Yeah, together the unreal in a house. world. Yeah,
4: the realness world. The realness world. Watching America's Next Top Model, even though you know the Jays and Tyra are so like untouchable in terms of like a judge's panel, has actually made me appreciate like. Rue and Michelle and Ross and Carson, like, a lot more because I think that they're, I think that what they, just to, like, compare a little bit, like, I do think that, like, I mean, obviously what they do is so singular and amazing, but there is, like, a genuine interest in, like, the drag queens succeeding, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. that each of the judges, like, kind of are invested in and, like, want them to be better, where... America's next time model, just because I mean I don't necessarily blame them entirely. Like that's the state of reality TV at the time. Mm-hmm. But like they m- more so reveled off of kind of really distorted ideas about the modeling industry and like exaggerated and provoked these girls by kind of using these like crazy like things that they were like, well, this happened to me. I had to pose with the live crocodile, so now <laughs> you do. You know what I mean? Like, um, like I it it I think that. I mean, I know I'm being so serious about the show and it's like wildly entertaining, but like it's so funny like that there's such a – it is there's such an unprecedented like level of like gaslighting and maneuvering that production and the judges Mm -hmm. had to do in order to convince all these girls that this was completely normal
5: like and that they mm-hmm, would mm-hmm, actually mm-hmm. get something out of it that they would yeah. get because like i don't think the prize that was offered in top model was like all that amazing like yes getting a contract it is seemed great seemed amazing it seemed yeah. amazing but i think what they were promising them more than anything and i think it, what sets it what sets it apart from a lot of other reality competitions is they were offering the models and even the ones who didn't win careers Mm -hmm. whereas Mm -hmm. a lot of these other reality tv shows it was either it was like you won and that was kind of it yeah like you got whatever the prize was and that was it with top model it was we're giving you and
6: like the tools to be a working model Yeah. yeah and that's another thing right like that top model came at a time where they like the the tangible things that you could get from it like the fashion industry at that time was this like exclusive type place. You didn't know how to get your your foot in the door if you're in Idaho and you want a model. Mm. right? Top model kind of was that entryway for a lot of girls to get that first contract or even just to get some experience. Taking some photos, like for, yeah. legitimately, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of the girls didn't have any experience, and then when Drag Race came around, and now the current iteration of Drag Race, like there's there's such like a um a, a marketing commodities mm. world, merchandising world around the show, where like I feel like you you have to be a little bit more aware, yeah. of of shit, right? Um, because your career, you can be on one episode of Drag Race and go on to have a really amazing career. You couldn't be on one episode of mm. Top Model and go on to have a great no. career.
5: And you can't come you can't come into drag race though um unfinished. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't come mm-hmm. in without knowing what you're doing. Yeah. So and true. on Top yeah. Model you, yeah. could. you could. You could come That's in so true. and they would teach you how to walk, they would mm-hmm. give you a makeover, they would teach you how to pose yes. like you know, there was, a, as abusive, I think, as it was. Definitely. Like, it It was like a modeling boot camp. Yeah, yeah.
6: it, was. it
5: that, was.
4: And that was like her um, imagination of the show, like Tyra's. And I, I totally agree with you. I, I think that, you know, as much as we talk about it now and the way that we, you know, cancel Tyra, like, every five years or whatever, it's like she really did want, like, I think Tyra thought she was helping
6: Nine times out of
5: ten. Absolutely. Yeah, you
4: know what I mean? I'm so to say was, she
6: was helping. I like you so a too. in a really weird problematic way. Like mm, yeah. she was replicating a lot of the harm, right, that she experienced yes. in the form of these challenges. But, like, that was the industry, yeah. right? And it was so, that traumatic. It was that traumatic. And so, like, it's a weird way to say, but, like, I think she thought that she was doing them a favor. And I think a lot of the girls would say, you know what? It was, like, today, post-trauma, it was a shit show. But, like, I learned some things that I needed to learn in that that shitty situation yeah. that, like, helped me navigate this industry in the ways that, like, were better, yeah, right? Like, it's really, really weird and complex and complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, But, like, I think that's how we should, like, look at the show and look at Tyra in the first place. Is like, it's complicated.
4: Totally. And to what you said earlier about how, like, Tyra had bosses, too. Like, yeah. she's gone on record to talk about how she had to fight to get plus-size models mm-hmm. or fight to get, you know, certain kinds of representation on the show against the will of, like, her executives. And I think that, you know, it's... I think if we were to make if we were to you know reboot the show today, which like you know they want to reboot everything, so mm. it might not be that far. And they've
6: rebooted off. this twice already. Yes, right? exactly. It's been like, twice.
4: Exactly. <laughs> it's like who it, will the judge be next time? Who will the host be? It has oh to be God. Naomi. But they would never. Tyra would, think, never no, let that time time ti- would never. No, I think it's I think it's time for Tyra to come yeah, yeah, yeah. back.
6: I would do. Well, you know, she came back for like the last two seasons or something like that after mm-hmm. Rita Ora, yeah. but it, it was. They were trying to make it too modern, too yeah. 2020. Like, it, was, it wasn't it was working. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't want a woke top no. model. It was really weird because it, it became so, very social media heavy. So it was like, you had to take your, your selfies, was like part of it. It was really, Brian Boy was like the social media no. like representative <laughs> or Boy. whatever. It was really interesting times, to yeah. say the well, least.
5: Well, I guess now, like, what would even... How would it even work because modeling has changed so much? You know, I'm not
4: here for like the wokeification of like most reboots. Like we've talked about this before, especially with mm. like the and just like that of mm-hmm. it all and things like that. But I do think that, you know, if the former iteration of like ANTM kind of like profits off of and like corrupts what are the worst parts of the modeling industry, I do think that there's a seamless way. To instead like have it be like to highlight the industry's shortcomings and to like tell these girls that it's like something that you have to go through, but it's still it's like normal like there there was there was a way that tyra could have affected change or mm-hmm. could affect change as opposed to just upholding existing terrible things about the industry, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, um, but I mean the industry still is that terrible.
6: I mean the gag is I think I think that she thought and she probably would still feel like she did. Yeah. affect change, right? Because like she, yeah, she it, it was did. it was hard and it was traumatic and you know like but I remember the bullshit that they put Takara through yeah. in season 3 oh as God. like the first real big girl, yeah. right? on the show and then to see was I think it was cycle ten was Whitney who was the first and only plus size winner mm-hmm. of Drag Race uh, Drag Race of top model which I mean one in the same you know? <laughs> yeah kind of here you go um but like there there were instances where different types of beauties were. Featured on the show. Um, and some of them, when we look at them today, we're like, ew, that's disgusting. Yeah. Like with Isis, for example. All of the shit around her is like, ooh. Yeah. Um, But, you know, as times have changed, the show tried to change. I don't think we'll ever get another top model. I don't think we need that. I I, I don't want that. Um, But for what it was and what it did, I do think that it, you know... It made some shifts. It did some things. It was a cultural reset.
5: Yeah.
4: yeah, In
6: both
5: good ways and bad ways. Very bad. Very bad. (laughs) Tokara is also a
4: really good example of, like, how the the women who really did win the show were the ones that could try and come out of it. As untraumatized as possible, yeah. And Takara was one of those women that just like refused to be gassed Yeah. Like I think yes. Rhonda was one yes. of. Them. I think Jade was kind yes. of like that. Like like people. Oh, I think actually Tiffany was one of those girls too because mm-hmm. like there's a there's a challenge during her season where. They're doing – they have to do this shoot as, like, a tennis player. And they tell the photographer to be as mean to the girls as oh, possible yeah. to yeah. kind of show them that they're always going to deal with assholes. And <laughs> Tiffany was the only one that was like, you're being an asshole. Right. You know, like – so, like, the girls that could say, like, wait, this isn't reality. Let's yeah, there this. were
5: there were girls who said, I'm doing this on my terms. Yes. yeah,
4: And Danielle, yeah. too. Yeah. Like, she refused to – to close her gap at first, she did. Um, she did. You know, she. I think that was like kind of effective. But she did close it eventually. She did <laughs> close it eventually.
6: Yeah, but she said, "Listen, I'm in this competition. It's free dental. Like, <laughs> it come is on. free
4: dental. You know, a free free dental and like a like a free like Sally Hershberger
5: haircut." Damn, girl, I would do any. I would <laughs> have a spider on my face for a Sally Hershberger haircut.
4: Oh yeah, you could you could put me in a grave and dress me up as I a clown. And I,
5: I would go in a grave just with for, not even just for a challenge. <laughs> Fun. It's actually one one of my top like sexual fantasies is to have sex in, in a gra- in an open grave. Yeah, that that tracks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So
4: like, okay, now yeah. I think I think the thing that's maybe freshest on virgins minds or people that consume antm is like every like i feel like you are probably have bared witness to every iteration of it but like every five years we cancel tyra Mm -hmm,
6: mm -hmm.
5: but
4: like this most recent cancellation was like very loud it happened during during the pandemic because i think the show was on hulu or something yeah yeah and tyra tweeted an apology that was not very effective. She said, We messed up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but then she, I was actually like shockingly moved by a YouTube apology that she did around the same time. She was on some YouTube show, and of course, they brought up all the controversy that was kind of circulating mm-hmm. on social at this time about things that have happened that were egregiously, you know, racist or fatphobic or transphobic or whatever. All um, of the OB is. All of the. <laughs> <laughs> All of them. (laughs) All of the obi's and isms. And she said, um, you know, I have apologized for this before. I feel like I've apologized for it in my book. And I've apologized for it on on my TV show. And Mm -hmm. I will continue to apologize for it every time it comes up. Mm -hmm. She's like, it is my job to apologize over and over because that is like – what I can do. That's like mm-hmm. what I should do as someone who's being held accountable. And I'd never yeah. heard, even though Tyra lacks a lot of nuance in a Th- lot of different that areas. That she do.
6: That she do. I
4: i was actually so shook because I'd never heard an apology. I've never heard a celebrity be that, um, I don't want to, you know, say that there's humility to, hi- to Tyra. I don't
5: know exactly what you want. Well, well, well not, you know, she she not, didn't. she didn't, you know, bust out the notes up. Yeah, right. Like, you know, and she's
6: not shirking responsibility, right? Because that's what yeah. we often see right it often is somebody being like oh i was just i was just a face for it or you know the the network or or what or that was just our that's how we did things at the time mm-hmm. it is what it is type of energy mm-hmm. she's like taking a little bit of response she's like yeah we did some fucked up shit
5: yeah we traumatized I, them girl because i think if she did any of the other stuff she would also be shirking like the power yeah of it being her show yeah because like I think both are true. Like, yes, they did fucked up stuff yeah. under her guidance, but also
6: she created, she created a television it. show that changed culture. She created it. She also I don't know if a lot of people know this, Kenya Barris was also on the ground root ground floor oh, yeah. of America's Next Top Model, and he would go on to do all of his foolishness that he's doing <laughs> right now. In the so impact Tyra Banks <laughs> look what you gave us yeah
4: I don't know I Tyra's like I still love Tyra so much so do and I of course I feel like the, of course any like anytime someone calls for she's the mother I never had the sister everybody <laughs> would want yeah and I and she kind of played that part like she really she would sit down with the girls and be like tell me about your And your she had rabies or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, when she had (laughs) rabies. When she stood up and barked like a dog. I can't.
5: Next week, we will be back with a very special episode. We're going to open up the confessional and... Listen to and react to some of the suggestions you've been making. Very exciting. Um, Reminder that you can call in and tell us what you want us to talk about next. uh, Whether that's, you know, a cultural phenomenon, a a movie, a book, um, you know, whatever it is. uh, You can call at 323 penance. That's 323-736-2623. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, you can also let us know there what you want us to talk about. Or you can just tell us what you think of the show if you think we're hot. I'm your co-host, Rose Domu. You can find me um, on social media at Rose Domu. And I'm Fran. You can find me at Fran
4: Swishko. anywhere you want. Like a Virgin is an iHeartRadio production. Our producer is Phoebe Unter with support from Lizzie Hoffman, Julian Weller, Jess Kranich, and Mickey Etor.
5: Until next time... See you later, virgins. You want to be on top?
4: No, I don't. I really don't. Don't make me do it.
5: You
3: want to be on the bottom? Yes.
1: Boston proper is for women who love distinctive style in styles that don't define them. Boston proper designs are unique and made to fit flawlessly. Confident women wear Boston proper as an expression of who they are with chic polished styling and unforgettable looks that get noticed anytime, every day, and on any occasion. When you want that certain something in everything you wear, wear Boston proper shop at bostonproper.com and wear it like no one else.